0: real early i'm your host larry sternshine on today's show i talked to my friend darren daza wadsworth i had a lot of fun chatting up movies with him especially because he's from the uk i've always been interested in the differences between the uk and the u.s when we were growing up in the 80s we talk about some of the television movie traditions that the uk used to do and how we had to take a trip to see jaws when it aired on television in the uk for the very first time all that and a whole lot more i know you guys are going to enjoy this one so without further
1: wait My friend, Daza.
0: All right, we're back here with my friend Daza. How
1: are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, very much. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm actually excited to have you on just because you're a huge movie fan. So I'm very excited to learn more about your history with movies. Uh, the, The first thing, though, I wanted to bring up is I first met you actually through a wrestling Facebook group. And I got really excited one day because you started following my John Wu Twitter account. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, I got to mention this to everybody. Like, I just I just thought that was really cool that someone that I knew from something else just happened to discover my John Wu Twitter account. And I was kind of looking around and noticing then that you were a really big movie fan. And I was just, I don't want to talk too much about wrestling here, but I just wanted to kind of know, was movies a first love, or was wrestling something that you liked first?
1: Um, it would have to be movies first, um, purely, purely because movies were basically right from me being born, were kind of just a part of my life, basically because my parents were like, so to like, you know, always watch movies. And we had one of those houses where the TV was always on. You, you know, it was sort of, even if nobody was in the room watching it, the TV would always be on. And so you would just sort of like go and catch little things. You know, as a little kid, I'd basically be in there and I'd see something better to catch my interest. But that's actually how I, caught, uh, how I got into wrestling. It's, I just happened to be on Saturday afternoon. Um, I was in there. And it was a big daddy match on. <laughs> so I, that was kind of like how I, uh, how I got into wrestling. But, you know, the films, I, I've never had that sort of like um, Cinema Paradiso moment where, I was sort of sat in a movie theatre and suddenly fell in love with movies. I would this, like, big moment because movies, were, it was just part of a natural thing that you just, in, in our house or in our family, you know, if I ever went to meet relatives or anything, I'd basically just be, while everyone was talking, I'd just be sat there watching whatever film was on. So, so movies was always, like, just just sort of there, just as a, you know, just a, a natural part of uh, everyday life for me, to be honest. And where exactly did you grow up I'm, it was in the uk i assume but uh, we we're, were we're in it uh, in uh, um a, a town called Barnsley, which is basically in uh, yorkshire which is kind of like the um but uh, the, the north of england um you know it's quite uh, when, when people talk about england they always think oh you must be from london uh, i'm not i'm quite away away i've i've been to london maybe about three or four times in my life uh but um if you ever um, watch Game of Thrones, if you think of Yorkshire as being kind of like Winterfell, you know, where sort of kind of, not not quite at Scotland, but going that way sort of. we were quite very sort of northern, like working class type, uh, you know, area.
0: Growing up in, in there, did, it was... So the little bit I know about the UK is they don't have the breadth of television channels back then that we kind of that i had grown up it feels like you had like bbc one bbc two did you have a lot of channels to choose from growing up uh
1: no no not at all um we had um exactly three channels uh just like you said we had B- bbc one which is like you sort of you know you're big when everyone knows and you have bbc two which was a smaller channel that had this sort of a little bit more sort of niche programming stuff you'd have more sort of like art stuff and so sort of, and, and like sort of like you know sort of more alternative comedy and then you had itv which was the independent television and um that was basically it, it was made up of different regions so the region i had where was basically yorkshire television and m- most of m- most of the tv was the same it uh, was the same throughout the, the regions you'd have the same sort of soap operas and stuff but you would have like the news channels would be basically um uh, so not news channels, but the new show, which you get six o'clock, would be basically sort of geared towards your region, that sort of thing. And there used to be a few little sort of differences. But um, ITV I- was a little – that had sort of – that had advertising, so it was a little more commercial and wasn't under the same remit as the BBC. So you, you got a lot of some, like, different stuff on on there. But they, it- ITV and BBC were kind of sort of, like, competing for viewers you just have the three channels channel four the, the fourth channel that came along was channel four and that was in the uh the mid 80s if i remember i can't remember the exact year but round about eight to 83 and that was like a more sort of again that was more alternative um you know shows you of you know you sort of just a little bit sort of different type thing and, and then it was it was some type but really the thing that exploded was satellite tv um when satellite dishes started um coming along that's where that's when you basically got like your you know your your bigger sort of um your bigger channels we, we got as in um I think it was uh, late 1989 and I remember it because of it but that's where wrestling got a hold in the UK with the sky channels and everything. So that's when we got it and that's when you had sort of like you know you've got a more breadth of um channels there like you, where you get your dedicated movie channels. Educate, uh, um, your variety shows, uh, the news channels, that sort of thing. That's where, if you, when you that was that was the really thing that really expanded the um your choice and be okay.
0: Thrown up then with the limited channels, what kind of movies did they have? I just picture them being a lot of older British films, but was was there a variety that you would remember?
1: You still had a bit of a um variety it used to be a really big deal when you would get a um, like a, a blockbuster movie airing on the fir- for the first time so for, i you know when star wars for example you know first aired um, on christmas it was like a really really big deal it was a long time after it had um uh, it, it it had been out, I, th- I think it was about the mid 80s when it first came on tv and jaws the first time jaws came on tv that was a that was a big deal um, to show you how big a deal that was, um, our TV, because back then every household or pretty much only had one TV. If, you, if you're really posh, you had like a little black and white portable in a spare room somewhere. But the um, uh, our TV actually broke down the day that Jaws was going to be on. So we actually all got in a car and went over to my grandparents on the other side of town <laughs> to watch oh. it because it, it was like that big a deal. And because, because this is back when... Vid- very few people have video recorders so if you miss something when it was first aired god knows how long it would be for you to sort of to, to watch it again so um yeah the actual choice in movies I, I remember as a kid i used to watch a lot of films in the daytime and it it used to be used to get a lot of old movies which i where i got a taste for like you know black and white movies but it was a mix of um, americans and british you know, you you got your sort of stuff like um, yeah, you know, like your Humphrey Bogart movies and, and that sort of thing. And I I remember as well a um a hell of a lot of westerns. Westerns were really you know popular, particularly in the daytime. Um, so like you know, I sort of had a steady stream of like whenever I went to my grandparents, you know, there would be a John Wayne film on or something like that. So, you know, we, we still had sort of the uh, you know the American movies and everything. You, still, you know, you just um you just kind of like sort of like you sat and, and watched whatever was on comedies as well, a lot lower than Hardy stuff like that. That was, you know, you would get a lot of that sort of thing, but you, you know, you get your sort of like your newest stuff um, as well.
0: Yeah. I remember growing up and when you were mentioning like the older comedies, the thing that I really got into growing up was the three stooges. And I think <laughs> those were, you know, shown in, in the theaters So they, to me, they felt like little movies, you know, that kind of informed some of the later choices of films. I would really like to watch a lot of silly comedies and whatnot. Did did watching like those old comedies uh, kind of speak to you at all? Or did you not like them as much?
1: Yeah, I did. You know, I I I did like the but the, the lower-navy Hardy movies, especially. Um, I, I I don't recall seeing the three. I was aware of the three Stooges, but I wasn't really. I, I I I don't remember sort of watching them a great deal. Um, I I really took to the Marx Brothers, to be honest. You know, but, but the Marx Brothers was like a really cool thing because you had the sort of the slapstick and stuff with um. Uh. uh Harpo and uh, and um, and Chico, but you also have the sort of like, the really clever stuff with Groucho, and and I sort of like when I discovered you know, and as I was getting just that like, little bit older, I sort of like appreciated some of like the sort of the one liners and, and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, the um, yeah, I remember the, the Marx Brothers, and particular that was something that stayed with me. I really got into the Marx Brothers when when I got into my teens. Believe you know, it or not,
0: as, as... I've never seen a Marx Brothers movie. Really. I don't know what what I've been doing with my whole life. Like I feel like I've been missing out because every clip I see, it's very clever and very funny. What, uh, what, what should I watch first?
1: Um, I, I would say duck soup. Du- duck soups are really good. It, it's quite satirical as well because it's basically it's pretty much it, Groucho Marx always used to call it the war movie because it was about sort of Groucho becoming president of a small nation that's in dispute with a neighboring country. And they end up, and basically, there's a lot of like, sort of political satire in, along with the uh, the, the slapstick. Um, also, one one of the things about Duck Soup is some of, some of the Marx Brothers films, um, because it comes from that variety tradition, you will get sort of segments where they will basically play like the piano and, and the um, and the harp for, for 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 ages. You know, it was it, it would sort of like um, you know really. Slow down the film sometime, but Duck Soup doesn't have that. It still has the songs, but all the songs are kind of like relevant to the story. But um, yeah, I would um of them, I would I would say Duck Soup and and after that Night at the Opera. But they're, they're they're the two like really favorite ones of mine.
0: Yeah, those are the ones I always hear about, and I never watched them. And I I wonder if they're available streaming or if that's something I have to shell a little bit of money on. But it's it's kind of amazing that. Nowadays we have a lot more choices that we can see online, but sometimes you just don't have everything that you can that you'd want to see. But do do you think it's better now than it used to be when it comes to finding old movies?
1: Um, um I mean, I, I'll be honest. But when it comes to old movies, I've kind of gone back to television um, because we have a um, a really cool channel in the in the uk called talking pictures uh which is basically just like a traditional a traditional sort of like you know channel that, that, you, that you would watch like in the old days but it, they basically basically you know b- bought up and, and rented the rights to like lots of sort of like really old classic movies and some like really obscure stuff that you've sort of never heard of and we have sort of like stuff um, from from the like the 40s 50s 60s but and even 70s and 80s something like you know really sort of stuff so so i've I've kind of sort of like gone gone back to that for for old movies um it, it's a little I, I i will say when it when it comes to streaming I, i've had more success finding stuff from the um the 70s you know I felt for some yeah. reason you seem to find i've found a lot of sort of like um exploitation type movies and um and old horror films that sort of thing like you know from that sort of like 070s era that you know amazon prime is a pretty good um selection of those you know so um though but um yeah classic there, there are sort of so, i mean over here we have sort of like these adam's adam channels for, to uh, amazon prime um but you, but you can, but you can basically sort of like, you know, sub, subscribe to and get a little bit sort of choice. You, you find some sort of classic movies on on there, uh, but um, yeah, yeah. Generally, I, I, I find I find it sort of, you know, for that sort of thing. You know, tele, tele, I, I still find some like, you know, some really good worth in television itself. You know, just sort of like, you know, sort of, uh, you know, But like I said, we got your know, talking pictures is a really good channel. Maybe okay. I've, I've I've found some really good stuff. One thing one thing we do on this talking pictures as well is the um they've gone back to that sort of tradition of the of having the specialist horror nights. You know I, you know I think mean, the uh, I think America used to have um the, the where where you get like a presenter like Elvira, and she'd you know present movies. Um on, on Friday nights, um Caroline Monroe, who is a um you know was in a lot of sort of like you know Hammer House of Horror movies um uh if you never if you ever saw the uh, one of the james bond films spy who Love me she played the helicopter pilot and, yeah she's uh, great right. she, like yeah and she basically like presents she has a show called the Cellar club and she basically pre- basically presents like three movies every friday night and um the mixture of um hammer house or horror type movies even going back to like 40s black and white movies there's been some ed wood stuff on there so some like really cool you know, movies and sort of like sort of like you know, British exploitation stuff that I'd never sort of come across before. So like like I said, I think there's still some worth within the old um TV channels, to be honest.
0: I'm actually kind of jealous. I would I would probably watch that every week because I do like a horror host, especially somebody who's recognizable like that. Just going through yeah. some movies that are exploitation stuff that I love that I might have never seen before. And I think that's the nice thing about television for me is I don't sometimes I don't want to pick what I want to watch, sometimes I want someone to do that for me, and TV does that for me. And that because I just have streaming, it doesn't really do that for me as much as it used to because I have to choose what I want. So I, I kind of wish I had just that channel, <laughs> I yeah. think that'd be, but, a good. I
1: mean, that that is some yeah, that is something that I found really refreshing, is like, like you say. Having to choose something, sometimes I'll be on the night and it'll be like eight o'clock, and then I'll think, oh, what, what do I want to watch? Do I want to watch something I've seen before? Something new? And i looking back, so all of a sudden it's like quarter past, and sort of running out of time, and go have pick something I can watch. But there's something quite sort of liberating about basically putting yourself at the mercy of a TV channel schedule, uh, and just sort of putting on like whatever it's showing at nine o'clock. On, on this Friday night, I'm gonna watch, and, and you find basically you, you get introduced to stuff that you would have never come across before, and then that opens up because when you sort of like check out other films that basically like that, um. So so yeah so so I, I you know I, I I I I I find it a lot of fun you know just sort of sitting there and sometimes on a Sunday night I'll basically book, 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 like sort of like you know cry movies and stuff like that and I, I find stuff that I've sort of you know never sort of got into before. I've watched a lot of Vincent Price movies in the last year. And that's really? something that apart from like films like the um, The Fly, it was never somebody who I sort of like really sort of um you know, but you know, you know bothered to sort of check out. But by sort of doing that thing, I'd basically just see whatever was on. I've watched quite a lot of his movies and some of his like Roger Corman type. Have you movies. watched like, the, the, the Tingler? Movies. Did you watch The Tingler? That yes. That that was one of the ones that was, uh, was on there. That was really, yeah. Really yeah I'm right a, I'm a big
0: fan of that movie. And I was on another program, Schlock and Awe, talking about um, the Tingler and Peeping Tom, because I found yeah. out that's actually a really good double feature. And those are and Peeping Tom's a very British movie. Have you you've seen Peeping Tom before? Have you? I've not seen Peeping Tom. I don't think. Um, oh, it's it's good. It's it's one of those early um movies where you follow a serial killer around which they did which you see like all the time now but it was like an early form and it was it's kind of cool to watch too because for me i've never been to england and england is still a foreign country so like watching the 60s version of the of of britain is very interesting so i you might get something different out of it having lived there but it's a great movie nonetheless
1: yeah, a, a really good one I, I, I recommend um, Theatre of Blood with, with oh, instant yeah. pricing. And he's, the thing is, really we, going ham. Yeah, and the thing that's great about that one is there's so much humour in it. You know, like something like, you know, re- really sort of, which I, I never would have like thought of as, as those sort of like, you know, but I've always thought of like horror movies from that period as quite sort of like, like your hammer house. You, you're sort of like really sort of like, you know, traditional like, English type um, haunted house type movies, but this *Fear, fear to a Blood* it was like really witty, so like really funny stuff. In there, o- almost breaking the fourth wall for his stuff at times. But you know, that 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 was a really good one.
0: Yeah, he's a very funny actor. I think he he does comedy in a lot of his movies that you wouldn't think. Like he's he's really good with um wordplay. I think, and he could be very silly if he wants to. He he's a very versatile actor. Which is why I like watching Vincent Price movies. like I appreciate them more now than I think I would have when I were younger. Um, what were uh, some of the other actors you liked growing up uh, that you really enjoyed that helped form your love of movies?
1: Um, I mean I mean well, well not to fully enough, and this is the the, the very first film that I can ever remember watching. And, and I was very young. I think it was before I even like, you know went to started school. I remember uh, sat sat with my mum one night to watch The Blob, which had um, Steve McQueen wow. in it, a very young Steve McQueen. And, that's um, your first
0: movie memory, is The Blob?
1: Yeah, I, I think I'd seen movies before. I'd seen movies before, but I'm pretty sure probably one of the first films I ever saw was King Kong. Sure. the the first actual time i can remember sat down watching a film was um was like i said the, the blob <laughs> it was team mcqueen and, and wow. sitting through and watching the whole thing i i, I do remember sort of feeling being a little confused because i didn't quite get the whole rated fall from outer space and then coming this like sort of golf ball like shaped meteor i was i was kind of like not quite sure what the blob actually was meant to come from but i, I remember watching the whole thing um and Steve McQueen, I sort of, I, I was like aware of him being this like really really big star, you know. Because the, uh, another film I sort of, I remember watching. I don't think I watched the whole thing all the way through, but at, as a young age, I remember um, the Great Escape, um, which is like one of to to today is one of my favorite films of all time, uh, and that had Steve McQueen. In it. Also, also had um, James Garner in it, who. A show, that I remember watching the Rockford Files, so that was kind of a, a little weird for me. But I'd see, see, see him in um, the, the Rockford Files, and then I'd see him in this sort of World War II movie, The Great Escape. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how, if you've ever seen The Great Escape, but no, it, I haven't. It, believe you, it or not, yeah. Oh, it's it's an amazing film. But the funny thing about it is, um, in the UK, we, we 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 see it in a different way to the rest of the world. Because somehow the, the great escape became this christmas tradition that every um, every christmas round about either christmas day or boxing day or, or or christmas eve bbc would show the great escape and it just became like just i think it was just it wasn't like a deliberate thing it was just that would always be on there and it became this like running joke that even comedians would talk about it being always on at christmas and what was a couple of years when they didn't show it at christmas and be, and people were basically start like writing into the bbc saying where's the great escape i i want to see the great escape at christmas that is what we want and and so now it's sort of like it's become this like we and it's there's nothing to do with christmas in the film it's basically you know a a um, right. the escape from a prisoner of war camp in the second world war but it is sort of like you know this this really big um, this this, uh, you know this really big deal that people want to watch it at Christmas that's interesting
0: uh, I never would have guessed if you would have said hey guess what movie we watch every Christmas that would have been not on my list just because you know you're thinking Christmas movie but that you know sometimes like weird traditions just sort of happen uh, mm-hmm. I remember growing up and we would go to I forget what holiday it was and I think I, it was probably around Easter time, I think. Anyway, they, the Time Bandits was on, like, every year around this particular time. I don't know why. I mean, the Time Bandits isn't exactly like a holiday movie. Um, But, like, it is weird, though, that what ends up being tradition that are something that you don't even think about.
1: So that's well, interesting. In, in- and, I mean, another tradition that, that's that kind—it's of, kind of dropped away a bit now. But um, over Easter or in um, when we have what we call Bank Holiday uh, Mondays, I think you, you guys sort of theme yours—you have stuff like sort of Veterans Day and that sort of thing as, as your holiday thing. We just we just call it Bank Holiday Monday. Um, you always used to get James Bond films on, but you would also get films like um, The Jason and the Argonauts. And the Sinbad movies. So, you know, the stuff that Harryhausen, uh, the, the Harry House and Ray, Harry House. Love, love Harry
0: That's okay, awesome.
1: Yeah. Those sort of like, you know, stop uh, motion type movies. They, they always seem to show those in the daytime, like, you know, for the kids, because the kids would be off. So we'd always have to show something for them. So they're the sort of things that you would get on, you know. So again, that's another, like, you know, weird little tradition that we used to have. Wow.
0: That's a. Uh... That's pretty cool. I'm trying to think what we have here that's a movie tradition. Like, I mean, around Easter and Passover time, there's always the Ten Commandments they show, but that's pretty obvious. Yeah. But I, I do think though that because things are so fractured now, and like before growing up on TV, they would have TV movies. They would show something from a theatrical release and show them on television. They don't even like do that stuff anymore, or even make TV movies, like movies for you know, mm. regular channels, which is kind of sad. Because, I mean, there's lots of movies that I remember growing up on that it was, you know, getting the chance to see them on television really helped me appreciate movies. Because, like, I would watch a lot of the movies a lot that were the same. You know, because, like, TBS would always show, like, the Beastmaster. So I'm a mm. kid growing up, i see the Beastmaster, like, a thousand times. Were there movies that you would watch a lot on television that became like your favorite movie just because they were always on?
1: Um, I mean, I mean, one that sort of springs to mind, and again, I saw this at a very young age, was Duel. Uh, you know, this the Steven Spielberg movie, um, the one with the um, with, with the guy who's driving along, and he uh, he um, he basically ends up being stopped by this guy in this that mysterious big rig yeah dual Um, right dual yeah Yeah. and and um yeah that that one i saw today and that one used to i used to see quite a a lot that i always used to watch when it was in i i was a real when when i was young one of the things that i really loved was the monster movies that that was one like one of my first genres that i really sort of got into it particularly stuff with dinosaurs and um, so King Kong. Whenever King Kong, the, the old black and white version was on, I always used to watch that. I used to love that movie, and and still do to, to this day. So it it was a, a strange movie for me as a kid because I could never quite figure out whose side it was meant to be on. Because it's, it, obviously uh, the human guys, were are sort of like they're trying to basically survive and escape. But you know, you feel sorry for Kong because he's, you know, he he these guys are like trespassing on his on his land and everything. And they basically sort of, you know, kidnapping and things. So he take him over and sort of like, you know, parade him and stuff. And sort of like, you know, and at the end it's like heartbreaking when he's like, sort of, he's being shot by the planes and he's like, sort of his, his face is also to like, you know, full on and and everything. I, I, that, that was a film that always like stuck to me. Uh, But like I said, a lot of the monster movies stuff, um, Valley of Guanji was a favorite of mine, uh, which was a, um, a dinosaur like to kind of cross between a dinosaur in the western uh and in fact the story is actually a lot like king Kong. but there's sort of like these sort of like a, a cowboys will find this this land where dinosaurs are exist and they sort of like steal one of them and sort of take it to a circus and it escapes uh, and so value grande was one and there was an another one as well um i think it was called go 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 and it was kind yeah, of based like yeah a, a british version of godzilla you know it was basically sort of uh, basically a, a giant creature from the sea that basically well first of all the, the catch this sort of like this big creature that they put into a circus but then it turns out that that's just the, the baby there's actually a um a, a, a mother version it's massively big that comes like looking for its uh for its child and basically basically crashes through london so that. Uh, that, that was one I remember quite a lot. I used to watch whenever it was on. So, yeah, I was, I was a really big monster movie fan. That was kind of like my first genre. And then from there into sci-fi. But, yeah, the, the monster movies were, were my big favorite.
0: When did you first see Godzilla movies?
1: That was, a, to be honest, the Godzilla movies, that was a long time. Uh, because I don't remember them ever being on TV over here. Um, my first time that I saw them, I mean, I think I'd be in my, uh, probably my uh, my mid twenties, and the only reason why I actually got to see them is, um, like I said, Channel Four, the the channel, the, the, um, the, the fourth channel that started, they they would have sort of like seasons of movies because they were a bit more alternative and they would take risks, and um, they would have seasons of movies. And I remember that they every Friday for a, uh, a couple of months, they basically played a, a lot of the Godzilla movies, like the early um, Toho ones. Uh, so, so that was basically the first time I, I managed to actually get to see uh, the, the, the Godzilla movies, and and they kind of sort of shocked me how sort of <laughs> um, how sort of cheap. I mean, I mean, I, I love them, but I. Um, the house sort of basically sort of obviously a, a guy in a rubber suit crashing miniatures house, you know, that, that sort of, but I absolutely love them and um, particularly as, as they got on and got sort of crazy and crazier. So you ended up with sort of, originally you'd have sort of like, you know, one Godzilla versus one monster then against two. And then there'd be sort of almost like you would have an ally. So you'd almost have tag team matches. You, you know, know what so my I,
0: favorite Godzilla was? Uh Cause it one? was, I, it was the first one I saw. Because I remember getting a VHS tape of it. It was Godzilla versus Megalon with Jet Jaguar, the, the robot. Right?
1: Yes, it's yeah. one of the
0: sillier ones. But I'll, I'll just—it's always going to be one of my favorites, just because it was my first one, and that Jet Jaguar theme song is catchy.
1: <laughs> I think the first one I remember—it was—I think it's—it's it's the one where Godzilla and Rodan are taken to a, a planet to fight King Ghidorah. I think it's I think it might have been I think it's called the invasion of the Astro Monsters. And the thing that and this is where I became a Godzilla fan, it was the one where Godzilla does the Highland jig. After was- the beating King Ghidorah, he he does like this little like Highland jig. And it was the most awesome thing that I saw. And that's when I really beca- fell in love with these movies. You know, I just felt that that was the moment. I'll tell you what. Actually, um, I'll just backtrack a bit. But my my first experience of Godzilla, believe it or not, was the um, was the cartoon series, the uh, Godzilla oh, and Godzilla. Yeah, that that used to, that was shown in the um, on BBC when I was a kid. So that was that, kind of like my first experience of Godzilla. It went till a lot later that I saw the movies.
0: Yeah, the cartoons of horror movies or monster movies is always kind of a fascinating thing like do you like as a complete aside do you remember the toxic avenger cartoon did you know that existed
1: yeah um i I only saw that for the first time a few years back i don't know if it was ever shown in the uk um uh, because um about three or four years ago i kind of sort of like started watching trauma movies and I watched the, uh, the the Toxic Avenger films, and then I became aware of the um, the, the cartoon, and so I so I found them on the YouTube. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, Toxic Crusade. I, I don't know if they changed the name just for the UK, but in the UK it's, it's Toxic Crusaders.
0: Yeah, I think that's goes, what we, it's. That's the, it? think that's the title. That's but the title. But it's just so weird, there, yeah. Because, like you know, I used to watch trauma movies growing up on TV on uh, the USA Network over here where where, uh, I would end up watching wrestling all the time as well. And uh, they would have like uh, Friday night shows with uh, Gilbert Gottfried who would like host like a couple of like cheesy movies and I would always watch those. And then like, you know, then you actually see the non-television version. You're like, you're like shocked at like how much more violent they actually were. And then this became a cartoon. It it is very strange when you, whenever you see someone from TV, and then you actually see the uncut version. It's very I mean, but
1: did a, um, they, did a Rambo cartoon? Yeah, they did. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's <laughs> that that that's a, you know, if you watch first blood and then Rambo and think you know that's going to be made into a, um, a a cartoon show for kids, that's quite the um, yeah, that, that's quite the stretch. So. Growing
0: up, uh you, you liked movies. Did you want to get into making movies or do you just liked movies was just something you liked watching and discussing?
1: It was it was really just something I liked watching and di- discussing. I, I think it was one of these things I probably would have liked to have basically made them, but I just had no idea of actually how to go about that. Um I I I uh I I, I uh, yeah, I, I I didn't know anybody who knew any expertise or anything like that. So uh, yeah, I had I'd no idea how to to get into it. Um, it's funny actually. We used to have a um, there was a TV show over here, a, a kids TV show called um, I think it was called Screen Test, and it used to be a quiz show for um for kids where you get four kids and they basically show a um a clip from a, a movie. Uh, and then they basically ask them questions on the um. Uh, you know set on on this film and it used to be funny because a, a lot of the time i be, I used to be able to they'd always ask them questions on the clip they'd seen and i always used to be able to answer the question just off the top of my head because i'd, I'd already seen my film like the devil battle beyond the stars i remember once a clip from that and and i didn't even need to watch the clip i already knew the that i could answer the questions because seen the film and everything like you know but we used to do a little thing on that where the um they would show um films that kids had, had actually made and i could always i like, couldn't really figure out how these kids have actually had the resources to actually um uh, to, to make these movies uh but until sort of like years later when i thought about it and these were basically all like really really rich kids <laughs> you know all yeah, or, kid, or, or kids who'd, um, whose parents were probably already in the actual the film business and everything like, you know and probably could sort of like in the camera and stuff. So, so yeah. So I do, I do remember seeing kids, but yeah, I, I know sort of thing about how to get into you know production or anything like that.
0: Did, did you ever uh, review movies for uh, websites or anything like that, or was it just film discussion groups and, and whatnot? Like, how did you, like, when you were watching a movie, who who were you talking to
1: about them? Um. To be perfectly honest, um i mean at, at school uh, i mean this, this is a sort of in the 80s. i we just would you know talk to talk about it as as you know as, as school kids um i think real when i first started actually talking about sort of movies you know properly with any sort of like you know attempt attempt to bring any insight into me is, is when i went to um uh, after I'd finished school, I, w- I went on to a further education in, in, in the UK, we basically um, what you call college, we'd call sort of like, you know, university, even though I went to one of the lesser universities. And I'd, one of the courses I did was film studies. Uh, so there I would basically, you know, get to like, sort of like, hear, you know, the, the lecturers talking about movies and that sort of thing. And then we'd sort of like, you know, we, we'd discuss the, the movies that we'd seen sort of thing. So that was kind of like the, um, I mean, w- when, when I was sort of, growing up of course but you know we, we didn't have like the internet as, as such until i'd actually finished writing sort of um my, my education that was sort of something that came along a, a lot later and, and i did sort of do some like writing like blogs and stuff later on in life uh, but I, I didn't sort of you know I, I didn't like sort of formally review films and stuff, but like saying, um, you know, when I did film studies, we used to sort of like, you know, dis, dis you know, discuss the films that we'd seen, and sort of like, you know, try to sort of like, you know, make some sort of like, sort of clever little sort of observations about them and everything, you know. So yeah, so that, 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 that was when I first started sort of like, you know, talking about you know movies properly. Uh, I, I would think, but uh, again, at school because uh, you know we always we had the. Uh, we used to we used to talk a lot about movies because we had the uh, it was when the the uh, uh, the video rental places came along, you know. So that was of always about you know you would used to discuss what you would sort of rented, and that's how you sort of start to see, uh searching out for movies that you heard other people talking about.
0: Now I know that you worked at a video store, correct? No. Uh, okay. For some reason, but, I but... I think of somebody else but I know that you spent a lot of time and wrote about your time at video stores and whatnot like uh what kind of video stores did you have down there was there like a big chain or was it just mom and pops or um well,
1: well when I, when we first got a a, a video recorder it was like really small little independence but there wasn't any chain that I was uh aware of certainly not well I think, and blockbuster or something that came out a, a lot later um but yeah it was just sort of like these like small little um small little shops some of some of them would always be in like the um the best ones were always in like the quite what we would call the dodgy areas of town so oh, we used sure. to we used to yeah so we, we used to go to these place like these sort of like high streets we were a bit sort of uh, sketchy uh, which we would never go to anywhere but we'll go there because they had sort of like you know the really good video stores and, and everything so so that that's where you know we, we, we used to go to and and they, they all had the same sort of setup and that you would go in and there would there would always be like this big massive horror section and then there would be like a big sort of massive well I won't say massive but a, a big sort of like um what you would call now a pawn section but back then we called them in the UK we called them blue movies uh, you know and and the, I have to say our, our blue movies were very very tame compared to what I imagine America had they were very sort of you know soft when I actually sort of got a, a little older and, and managed to sort of find a time to actually rent a couple I was very disappointed but they weren't very um, good at all um, but also, also and so you have those two sections I mean you'd have a really small little kids section which would have some like sort of obscure sort of like um, cartoons and it would have Disney films, but it was, they never had the big Disney films. It was always like the, um, what you call the B-level movies. So stuff like the Cat from Outer Space and Herbie, the Herbie movies. and Yeah, like the live Man. action stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you you wouldn't get like sort of Sleeping Beauty or Snow White or anything like that. Um, you know, but yeah, so you have a little kid section. And then you just get loads of like sort of like weird sort of like, like you get loads of Smokey and the Bandit type ripoffs. And you used to get, uh, and and uh, you know, sort of like, you know, action. loads of like sort of sci fi action movies, but stuff like from Italy, you know, stuff like Star Crash and you know, all these like weird Star Wars uh, rip offs and stuff like that. But, but it, it was like a, a, a revelation because when, when I first, you know, went in there and, and rented all these movies, there was stuff that I'd never even heard of or, or seen before. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, the, 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 you know because a lot of the, um, at that stage, the big studios weren't allowing their films to basically go on video, so, certainly not over here. You used, used to get some blockbusters like Star Wars and Superman and stuff, but it was, like, many years after they'd been released. Uh, so the video place, it, it was always stuff, like, you know, really obscure, sort of, like, you know, strange comedies, exploitation movies, and, you know, weird action movies and stuff, a lot of martial arts stuff. You know, but, but it was it was great because it just sort of like um, it really introduced me to this stuff that wasn't being shown on television and wasn't really had basically sort of been and gone on in the on the cinemas. So it was obviously like, you know, really sort of cool stuff that I'd never uh, come across before. You know, and sort of like you know, a couple of times a week we'd sort of like go to this place and 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 like you know, pick a movie and rent. And yeah, it used to be good. You know, loads of Conan the Barbarian type movies. It was like, it, it was like opening, you know, broadening my horizons of what was actually out there.
0: Yeah, video stores were a game changer for me when I was able to rent anything I wanted. Like my parents were at a certain point where they're like, he could rent R-rated movies. They had to like sign a waiver, you know, and then you'd go down and you would just see these covers and you, like the covers what sold the movie. You didn't really care what they were about. You just saw the covers and I, we're like the cover is something that informed the kind of movies that you wanted to watch when you first started going to v- VHS stores that you just kind of have to go for plot synopsis on the back
1: no no it, it, i mean the covers used to draw me in because anything um at the time when i when we got our first video recorder i, I was really into like the sci-fi stuff so anything that had spaceships or aliens on the front you know that, that's what i sort of you know grab gravitated t- towards or um like like i say the sort of like you know but the, the car chase type movies anything with a car chase on and, and stuff uh, you know there were some other ones but there were some like you know but but I sort of I couldn't rent because uh I, I wasn't old enough um but stuff like I remember the uh, the cover from Death Death race 2000 which was because it had the tagline and the tagline I thought was great it was something along the lines of in the in the future um hit and run isn't a crime it's a national sport and and that really intrigued me me. and and uh, but but i I remember as well but the the warriors seeing the cover uh, i remember seeing the for warriors and reading the back about this sort of gang having to fight through sort of viral gang's territory and and stuff like that it was like oh god i can't wait till i get older and come like you know rent these movies and oh it's sultan precinct 13 as well because i remember the the tagline i think it was it used to be the the, the the taglines really used to um get me in cuz uh, the one for uh, sort of precinct 13 there was mentioned something about how we sort of gang how they were, um, were going to attack this uh, the police precinct and kill every cop inside and stuff. and I, I remember sort of as a kid thinking that make movies like this <laughs> you know it's you know but yeah st- stuff like that but sort of like really um intrigue me. But the, the, the one that I've got to talk about though um video tape rise because this, this was like a notorious movie. It was and it was almost like a, a rights of passage at school but and it was one that I really bothered my parents to to um, to rent was a film called King Frat. Okay. You, did do, do you know this movie?
0: I did. I, I remember the video clerk once suggested I watch it because I think I was asking for like animal house type movies.
1: Yeah. I mean that—that's what it is. It's basically a, an Animal House ripoff, um, but in a weird sort of way, it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's a lot grimier than Animal House. A lot more juvenile the, the humour, but, but in a way that kind of sort of makes it more what you expect, what you what you grow up thinking Animal House is going to be than Animal House actually is. It's—it's uh, it's, uh, you know, and this was one that I sort of I you know, begged my parents to let me watch because everybody, everybody at, at school had, had claimed to have watched it. So it turned out that they actually hadn't. But just sort of like, it was like kids would lie about having seen this film, you know, and, and it turned out that uh, I think my parents went to a parent's even It turned out that none of his parents had actually let the kid watch it, but mine did. But it's uh, it, it, was, it was just this amazing juvenile humour but absolutely, like, you know, so to, as, as a kid, absolutely hysterical. You know, I, I, And I, but that was – that's one of the – I mean, that's why I don't I, – I think that's kind of, like, disappeared. I think you can watch it on YouTube. There's, like, a recording on YouTube. But that's one that sort of, like, you know, disappeared. I've never seen any, like, DVDs or streaming of that one. It's, like, you know, disappeared. But that, that was an amazing movie. Had a, a, for, for a juvenile kid, it had sort of, like um, – kids like sort of moaning passers-by as they're driving by in a car and it has a, 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 a national farting competition, things like that. Just really, as a kid, like, you know, you find hilarious.
0: Yeah, it was... Uh, I don't really remember the movie that well. I definitely watched it. And I, I think the, the farting part... I mean, I'm a child. Anytime <laughs> farting happens in movies... I, to be honest, I laugh at farts now yeah i feel like there needs to be more fart jokes in movies i feel like we've gone past the fart joke i think we need to bring it back yeah and uh now like all the stuff that you watched growing up with like a lot of these exploitation movies and stuff do you still watch that kind of movies now or are you very hoity-toity
1: oh no i still i mean i um you know I, i i watch cheap movies uh, that, that's something that's, that's that's never sort of like you know gone away from me. In fact, I'm having a bit of a resurgence of that because there's a lot of sort of movies that I like missed, which are on um, Amazon Prime. Uh, you know stuff, <laughs> stuff like there's a, there's a film um, there's a film called Chud, um, and and I, f- I forgot what Chud actually stands for, but it's basically about sort of like these um, like these like mutants that live in the sewers. Animalistic uh, <laughs>
0: humanoid underground dwellers.
1: That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, and I saw I saw that for the first time on uh the uh, uh, Savage Streets. That was another one. I yeah. Uh, I, I've got to say when um, when COVID hit, um, and and basically sort of everyone went into lockdown. Um, I ended up just sort of like you know sitting back and watching and got a taste for like watching old seventies movies. I was just sort of like you know going through a thing and watching stuff like um Savage Streets, um the uh, what was that one the uh, Slumber Party uh, Massacre movie and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is that some of these films that you actually actually su- end up surprising how actually good they actually are, you know, and actually also sort of like sure. you know sort of clever inside. I mean, like Slumber Party Massacre, I just thought was was basically was like a slashing movie, and you watch it, and it's actually this like real. You know, feminist type movie, really. If you actually sort of you know <laughs> watch it and yeah. try to in, interpret and stuff. So yeah, I've um and and even t- even today I I sort of you know I I watch sort of like you know cheap sort of like um action movies and um, stuff like that. So so my, my taste. I I think I have a really sort of good sort of wide taste in but also to like, you know, sort of watch sort of you know, like your films that basically sort of attract the Oscars and that sort of thing and like sort of like some like, you know, sort of well made art movies, but I've still got that sort of love of the sort of like the um, you know, the 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 cheap and and that sort of thing, you know. I I really enjoy the Chartonado movies. <laughs> you know. I oh, yeah, do Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just yeah, I, I, I just, I just, I just thought they were a, a, a you know a blast, but especially when we just started getting like just actually like sort to of like really embracing how silly, they, they, they were so, so and and yeah, now watch the um most like sort of made for sci you know for the sci-fi channel type films, you know. So I've I've never got out of that sort of you know movie. I, I still like the you know the cheapy you know type stuff as well.
0: There was one I just watched recently, and I can't remember the name, but these people go into space, and there is like an the moon. There's a bunch of shark people. <laughs> you should. It's a sci-fi movie, as you can imagine. Uh, but it's uh It was actually it wasn't too bad. It was actually a little more well made than normal. If I can remember the title, I'll let you know.
1: Yeah, I, I caught and and sometimes you catch ones which are sort of like you know have really weird but like quite sort of like you know a, a deep premise. I, I saw a film on them. Shudder, uh, called Slacks. And it's basically about a um, a, a bunch of uh, pairs 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 of jeans that basically get sort of like possessed and, and go on a rampage. There's this. Um, have you seen this film?
0: I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it yet.
1: Yeah, it, and it's quite satirical. Because it's basically um, it's basically set in this like really exclusive um clothes shop that basically gets all the clothes from like overseas, right, from sweatshops. And they managed, somehow they managed to basically get this like this ghost of this sort of kid who died in a sweatshop in them. And so they're, they're having this sort of like changeover one night in this um, in, in this really exclusive department store. And so they're all locked in and everything. And, and these genes basically just come to life and just start basically sort of killing, killing all the... <laughs> but there's like a lot of sort of like, you know, sort of like commentary about the sort of like, you know, the um, those type of sort of like, you know, the gap type sort of... Um, and now they exploit the, uh, you know, workers and that sort of thing. So, yeah, there's, you know, you, you get sort of like a, a, a premise and you think, oh, well, you know, I'll give that a go. And then you find, well, it's I had something to say. That was quite a thoughtful movie. Like, you know, the sort of, you know, stuff that really surprises you.
0: Yeah, you definitely see that a lot in horror movies just because you can use horror as a metaphor for a lot of different stuff, mm-hmm. which is why I think people are such big fans of horror movies still to this day. Just for having that sort of social conscious for a lot of these films.
1: I mean, I mean, horror movies was something I, I kind of got into later in life. I, I I would watch sort of films like the uh, The Omen and the uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the the seventies one. I, I would watch I watched those when I was sort of from a young age, but horror films I sort of got into later. And one of the things that really sort of intrigued me about it was that the sort of so socially aware you know the, and when i said sort of, when i did film studies I, we, we would watch a lot of the horror movies like, like stuff like night of the uh, living dead has quite a lot to say about you know about race relations and things like that and the uh, dawn of the dead obviously has a lot to do with um, satirizing the consumer industry and and even to you know up until today you know stuff like um uh like nope things like that have sort of like, you know, sort of like, you know, you know commentary on race issues and stuff like that. So, yeah, horror films, I think, have always, there's always something sort of like, you know, satirical and social commentary about them. It basically sort of makes them sort of like, you know, really worth sort of, you know, getting, you know, you know, looking back on them. They're sort of like a testament to like, you know, what was going on with times. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for example, when, you know, it's people sort of use that as like an analogy for like, you know, the the vietnam war you know but sort of like you know that, that era of films are getting more violent because we were seeing basically sort of like massacres on them on on the news and things like that and that sort of led to sort of like you know horror movies going that extra miles you know so you can use them as sort of like you know to reflect what was going on you know in in the real world
0: so now that you're into like horror movies and stuff like that do you what kind of horror do you navigate? Do most, like uh, slasher movies or ghost movies. What do you what do you like most from horror?
1: Um to, to be honest, it's probably better to say what I'm not into. I, I'm not into like the really sort of torture porn type uh movies. Uh, this, uh, this these new terrifier films just you know they're they're not for me. I'm I'm not into this sort of, I don't mind gore, it's it's when it's sort of like excessively Cruel and stuff. that yeah. sort of, Terrifier two is
0: very excessive.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've heard, I've seen the clips, and it's like, yeah, I'm I'm not into, I'm not into that sort of thing. But oh I have to say, well, I, I do rather weirdly like the Saw movies. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, and and because I think there's quite a, like a cleverness to to those films that I, I really took to. Um, I mean, when it comes to horror, basic bits of. um Bits of everything, to be honest. Um, you, you know, uh, I can't really think off the top of. Your head, like, like, I, I just, I just like going to see uh, horror movies. Um, so I saw one the. i uh, sorry, I'm just going to check on my mobile phone because I saw one the other week, which was one of the most intense movies I've seen in ages, and I can't remember what it's called, but I do have my list here. So if you just bear with me a, a second. Infinity pool. I don't know if you've seen that one. I that haven't seen one that the, one yet. That 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 was wild. I mean, I, I won't say anything about it because it's one of these. I, I went into it only knowing that it was basically this like sort of like, really gory, weird film, and that and that it satirized the the rich, basically. Uh, and I was just not prepared for what I went into it was but again it had that sort of like you know that commentary about sort of like you know the rich and you know the holiday type thing the upper classes which and you know it's always good seeing a film where they're getting a bit of a kick in so um i I think really i I like horror films that have a little something uh about them you you know that sort of that have sort of like you know as saying something get out for example that sort of horror I i really sort of like you know you know like but i also i also like the fun stuff um I, funnily enough i only i only got into i only watched the friday the third um sorry uh the uh, nightmare on elm street films for the first time last year you know I, I got a box set of them cheap and it was just something that i just never sort of got around to to watching you know so things like that is I'm, I'm always like catching up on stuff that i sort of missed out on the the thing but um but yeah how hello the hello how, 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 how I was never bothered about the sequels, but the first Halloween film uh, was, was one I always loved. In fact, actually, this is a story. The first night I ever spent in a house on my own, Halloween was on TV, and that was the film I decided to to watch. <laughs> That's perfect. It,
0: There's no better setting than By Yourself. Yeah. In a strange
1: place. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, going go to bed and everything turned off. It was also the night where the, um my reservoir dog poster decided to choose that night to basically fall off the um off the wall. So I was in bed in the darkness and also I just heard this scraping from somewhere in the room. Oh gosh. And it was just sort of getting louder and louder. And then also I just heard this like whump and something landed on me. And so and it was so that night that already freaked out after watching Halloween on my on my own. But that, that was the night when they um, yeah, my reservoir dog poster fell off the wall and scared the hell out of me.
0: That's funny. Uh, so you you said you just bought the Nightmare on Elm Street box set. Do you buy lots of movies? Do you have like a collection that you have at your house?
1: Yeah, I've I've started um I, I've started buying uh, you know quite a quite a lot of them just to sort of like have as a sort of collection. And I've been looking out for certain movies as well that um, I'm I'm kind of getting because I have this feeling that they might sort of like you know sort of disappear even from streaming. So, so um, I, I, I bought Blazing Saddles on on D, on, the, on DVD because I thought that's a film that, you know, might not, might sort of disappear a little bit from TV and, and streaming or get edited at some point. And, and felt like the Cannonball run as well. I got a, a copy of that. So that was one of my favourite films as a kid. And again, it's like one of these things that sort of sensibilities nowadays could sort of like, you know, see those films kind of like sort of been sort of, you know, going away. I I always say, and, and I sound I sound like an old guy, um uh you know, sort of like shaking his fist at clouds and stuff. But if you have a sort of like a really favourite film from sort of like the seventies or eighties or beyond that, get get it on um, uh get it on the uh, physical media before sort of some before basically they start editing like you know certain movies for like, you know, today's sensibilities (laughs) or even if if even if not that buy buy it now because you you never know with rights issues if these films will actually sort of like you know disappear from streaming it's like if it's and i I know people who basically have bought films on streaming services and then the who bought who basically bought it from lost the rights to keep showing that and then they lost the film you know so if you if you buy something on physical media you've You've got it, then. You know, nobody can sort of, you know, take that, uh, uh, you know, away from away from you. And I also do think that um, buying stuff on Blu-ray, I always think the, the sound is always superior to uh, streaming. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's you know, so it's it's always worth getting the, uh, you know, you know, get getting them on sort of like, you know, if you've got a favorite film, and, and also it's nice to have. A, I always think it's nice to have. A, it's like having books. It's nice to have a collection that you sort sort of like, you know, sort of sit through and just sort of like, you know, if you have friends around you can sort of look through the thing. One of my favourite things, if I, you know, going go out to a friend's house for the first time is, is looking at what their video, back in the day, their video collection used to be. You know, it's sort of, you know, it's, you know, sort of thing you can do with, by having a, um, a, a favourite list on uh, Netflix or whatever, you know. How do you have your movies organised? I've actually um a a lot well, well I have I have one bit which is kind of just A to Z by movie title, but I have uh, quite a lot of shelves that I've sort of done like mini displays on. So I'll have the sort of the um the DVDs there, but I'll also have like sort of models and figures around them. So for example, I've got like a shelf of start over Star Wars DVDs, and then I've got like little sort of like Boba Fett figures on there. So it's it's more like a little sort of art display and um like my like jaws for example i've got jaws and jaws 2 dvd and i've got the the novel of jaws and then the sort of making of and i've got a couple of little pop figures of um, Quint and um and chief brody so i've, I've got sort of i can't I can, like i say i kind of make more of a sort of like a, a little art display of, of stuff but i i also have sort of like um one bit which is like a cult um section where i have sort of like um films like, you know, They Live and um, The Thing and things like that, sort of all all together. And then I'll have a few, like, sort of, like, sort of little figures that correspond to them in there. I have all my martial art movies together. Um, I have all my anime together. And then if I've got sort of, like, a figure on there, I'll put that with them. So, so I have, like, a little sort of, like, nerdy display, as it was.
0: I I appreciate those that do that extra mile of getting like action figures or books or whatnot. Like, for example, I have the ring collection, the Ringu collection. Oh, that. And right next to it, I have the books they're based off of, Hmm. which are great books, by the way, if you've ever, if you like reading, I recommend the, the books that the Ringo movies are based on ring spiral loop. They're pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, like like, I kind of do that as like, so with the, um, with my, my my martial art books, I've got a few books about like history of martial art, uh, movies and stuff like that. So I'll have the books of those next to my sort of you know my my collection of uh, sort of Hong Kong movies and uh, John Woo and um, heroic bloodshed. As the genre was called, they have those movies yep. altogether, you know.
0: Well, I, I mean, as you know, I love love those films, especially those of John Woo. You know, so I appreciate that you have a collection of that as well. You're like the UK yeah. me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that was a fun time to be a film fan is when those movies came over. Because the, fir- the first one I saw was The Killer. And I, I rented I rented that and I loved that. And then basically just thought this, this guy, Chow Yun-Fat, wow, this guy's awesome. And then started tracking down more movies. And then I had to sort of, because there was only a limited amount of those at the time, which were available, I had to find like bootleggers. Which is like same same as when you was a wrestling fan, when you wanted sort of like when you wanted to move on from WWF and you wanted to get Japanese stuff, you have you have to go about the pirate uh, route and sort of like a thing. But I I always have I have a philosophy that if if a, if a film's available legally, I I will buy the legal copy. But if it's not, I I will I will basically go to sort of like you know. If no one's supplying it, then I'll basically go to other means to get it. You know, whether it would basically be a, you know a pirate copy or bootleg or or whatever like that. You know, I, I you know I'm I'm not gonna not indulge my uh, passions just because it's not readily available.
0: Yeah, it's for a lot of films, especially like the older Hong Kong ones. If you can get your hands on something, even if it's a bootleg, and it's hmm. not available, but luckily, more and more stuff is becoming available out there. So hopefully, the stuff that we like will become available for everyone to see at some point.
1: It would be nice. Yeah. Um, so, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I, I our films is really good for that because uh, the 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 DVD um, DVD Blu Ray chain, but we also have a, a streaming service, and they get a lot of the sort of the old, like you know, Hong Kong and Japanese uh, Yakuza type gangster movies. You know, so, so, you know, they, they are sort of things, you know, if you're patient enough, you know, they, they will get there, you know, eventually it's just sometimes you just got to search for them a little bit.
0: So if you want uh, people to kind of have a conversation with you online about movies and whatnot, where, cause I know you got a Twitter handle, like where are you online that people can come find you?
1: Um, my, my, tweet, my, my Twitter is uh, Dazzle Loves uh, Movie. Um, I, I ran out of space to actually have a, have a movie, so it just just love movie. movie, just movie. Yeah, just movie, <laughs> just one. <laughs> um, I, I'm actually, I'm actually on a, a podcast at, at the moment called um, At the Flakes, um, which where we do we basically review movies. We're kind of sort of having a bit of an overhaul, we're changing the formats of some of our shows, but. We, we, we basically have a, a movie review show where we discuss movies we also have a um i've got my own little show on there which is again it's changing a little bit but it's basically where i just run through the stuff that i've been watching like in the past few months um the thing that i'm really proud of on there is we've been doing a uh, and this was my idea uh, we did a, a star trek retrospective so we went through all the we we're going through all the star trek movies um, we sort of we've just finished recording all the next generation movies so we'll be moving on to the uh, the newer Chris Pine ones soon um, so so that's where you can sort of find me on like you know podcast wise um, I, I do have a lot of articles that I've wrote on a site called halfguarded.com which was a um, primarily a, a, an MMA site but I used to write a lot of pop culture stuff on there and I I wrote a lot of blogs on there. The thing i'm i really enjoyed doing in there is i i basically went through every single year of the 70s 80s 90s and the 21st century and for each year i did a blog picking um three of my favorite films from that year and, and writing about them and so to, so that was something it's, it's funny actually you, you can see you you can see as 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 a starter were quite little sort of short little snippets but as I went on, they got longer and longer. <laughs> so I, I really got into more to say about them, you know. So, so that was something that, I'm, you know, and that's still there. Like I so said, half-guarded doc. If you just go on there and just um look up um uh, Dazza, uh, you'll basically be able to find all the stuff that I, I wrote on there. I, I wrote quite a lot. I, I did a lot of these sort of, like, top 10, like, best fights in movie type um sort of articles and, you know, top 10 sort of, uh, sort of, you know, sci-fi movie fights and things like that. So there's quite a lot of in, in stuff in there that just, just me sort of waffling on about uh, the movies that I like. And they're, they're really the, the main places to sort to, of to catch me for now.
0: <laughs> yeah, lot, lots of stuff to to go and listen and read, which is great because you have a really nice insight on different movies. And I really appreciate what you bring to the table So I want to thank you for taking the time to come on my show. I'm really excited to have you.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on too. Uh, Yeah. I I, I love talking movies and uh, yeah. So I've, yeah. Well, hopefully I'll
0: get you back on. We can deep dive into more, uh, more, more movies that you, uh, that you like and we'll have you
1: back on at some point. That'll be fun. Thank you. All right. Thank you again.